Thank you for being bold enough to come up to explain to us that uh, bed laying is, is uh, quite technical. For your boldness, I will pay for a, a bowl of ice cream after the service. Colossians chapter 1, verses 27 to 29. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Whom we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom. That we may present, you see the word warning. That's why I warn you a lot in this church. Warning every man. And teaching every man in all wisdom. That we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. The word perfect there does not mean flawless. But it means mature. I want you to mature. That's why sometimes I fight you. I want you to mature. You are better than this. You should know more than this. The same with our biological parents. If we are not maturing, they will fight us. At the age of 16, you are still saying, Mammy, Mammy. I want Serilak, Serilak. Tell me that parent that will be happy. Or you are willing on yourself at 16. They say, what happened? Say, it was a mistake, I was pressed. Maybe a one-off mistake, but now every week, they have to help you change your bedspread. That's, that's a problem. Because you're not maturing. And the same with God, when we don't mature, there are certain things that God cannot and will not commit into our hands. Verse 29, which is the last. Whereunto I also labor. I labor. This is not in the dictionary of the Iver Grace Movement. Labor is not there. They say that's effort, effort, effort. Everything is grace. Paul that taught us grace is saying I labor. People that will be going to distribute Bibles. Is it easy? Trekking long distances in the sun, in the rain. That's some labor. But the hypergrace says, no, everything is grace. <laughs> Whereunto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Somebody say, God is working in me mightily. This is one point I want to drive home today. No matter how short this sermon might be, I want you to go home with the understanding that Christ in you, the hope of glory, is working in you mightily. If there is any disease in your body, say to yourself when you wake up in the morning, Christ is working in me mightily. If there's any storm in your life, say to yourself, this too shall pass because Christ is working in me mightily. If there is a growth in your body, say to that growth, God is working in me and is working in you mightily. And you will disappear and dissipate and dematerialize. Can I have an amen? Christ means the anointed one and he's anointed. Christ is not the son name of Jesus. It is the spirit of Jesus. That's why it's called Jesus the Christ. Yeshua in Hebrew, Hamashiach, meaning Jesus the Christ. 
The word Christ is not his surname, it's his spirit. It is the anointed one, and he is anointed. According to Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus or God would not break the yoke by the anointing, he destroys the yoke. In that day shall his yoke be taken from off your shoulder and his body from off your neck and the yoke will be destroyed. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Can I have an amen to that? What do I want you to do this morning and from this morning? I want you to develop an acute awareness of his presence. His presence in you. This is very pivotal to your success in life. Spiritually. Physically, financially, materially, maritally, and otherwise. Christ in you. I want you to be conscious of him. Be conscious of his presence. Say to yourself, I carry Christ with me. And in fact, practically, you know what I want you to begin to do now? Every day, just take some time out. Maybe every one hour or two hours, you will forget. But remind yourself, at a spot, on a spot, maybe in your car, maybe in your room, just thank him and say, Jesus, I love you. I want you to know that I love you. I want to thank you for coming to save me. I know you are in me. Now, it doesn't mean you are going to be perfect overnight. I'm not perfect right now. I'm not. But I thank you because you are in me. I thank you because you are working mightily in me. Thank you for saving me. I don't, if you were like me, I said to him, I don't know what my life would have looked like today without you saving me. And I thank you for the beautiful life you have given me. I thank you for the beautiful family you have given me. I thank you for the wonderful church you have given me the privilege to pastor because you are all wonderful people. I thank you because I'm surrounded by the blessed and the blessed call me blessed. I thank you for your blood. I thank you for your name. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have endowed me with. I just want to thank you. It's not a long prayer. It's just a fellowship of about five, ten minutes. You know what you're doing? You are putting the Lord in your thoughts. It is possible to not think about God for 24 hours. It is possible to be consumed with the thought of the next million you want to make. It is possible to be consumed with the thought of how to commit fornication. Somebody has been giving you green lights and you're also giving them green lights and you're already planning how you're going to meet somehow. You can be consumed all week, all month with such thoughts. But hey, this is the generation of them that seek your face. Oh, Jacob. David said in Psalm 16 and verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand, I will not be moved. Somebody say, I have set the Lord always. Not sometimes, but always before me. So the Lord is before me. Say, the Lord is before me. And he's at my right hand. I will not be moved. Amen. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Factor God in. You may forget. Bring him back. Say, Lord, I won't forget. <laughs> I won't forget you are in me. Christ in me. The one that lives on the inside of you is more important than the one standing in front of you. The one standing in front of you wants to attack you. But according to 1 John 4, 4, he said, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He that is in the world is Satan. He likes to attack our health. It likes to attack our spiritual life. It likes to attack our finances. It likes to attack our education. It likes to encourage you to fail and to repeat courses and have carryover and to commit suicide. Anyway, you don't have a relationship, pass, you won't pass. Fail, you fail, you can't. 
You better drink hypo. That's what the devil likes. Jesus exposed him in John 8, 44. He's a liar and a murderer from the beginning. He likes to kill people. He just killed a lady in Lagos last Thursday. He found out that the lady was a member of the DSS. Good job. They said just a few months ago, she got a commendation from Abuja that she was, she, well, the people that don't carry weapon, non-combatant, but she was, um, well, they don't carry, I don't know what they, name they call them. They don't carry weapons, but she, she trains. She trains in, in, you know, all these martial arts and all of that. And she was very good. In fact, the best. Can you imagine, after good news, the devil was waiting because there was an iota somewhere, an element of depression. What would make such a person jump out of an Uber car and then jump into the lagoon? For what? Then the Uber driver said she had an argument with her, with her fiancé. Uh -huh. Is it today people have been having, having arguments? Till Christ comes, we will have arguments. We are from different backgrounds, different families. My wife and I, we've been married for 12 years now. We still argue. I want to do this. She wants to do that. And then we argue, argue. Then we find the middle belt. We say, okay. If that is it, let's find a way. And when we find a way, it is beautiful. It's called variety. Can I have an amen? How would somebody jump into the lagoon? The devil killed her. The devil told her, nobody likes you, nobody loves you. Can you imagine now? You have a job, but you know you are really depressed. You are, you are really not happy. You are not happy. Jump into the lagoon. And she jumped. She jumped. Now she's in eternity. I don't know what branch of eternity. That's what the devil likes to do. That's what the devil likes to do. But because he's a murderer from the beginning, he's a killer. He's an hired assassin. He hired himself. Nobody hired him. He hired himself. In John 10, 10, Jesus exposed him. He said, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But glory be to God. He said, I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Have it how? Talk to me, church. Have it how? How much life do you have in your spirit now? Abundant life. Somebody say abundant life. You must know, however, that he lives in you. That Christ lives in you. This then should positively affect how you think, speak, and act. That Christ lives in you should affect how you think, speak, and act. You should allow him express his glory through you. His spirit is in you. And that is the treasure that you have in your earthen vessel, in your body. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 to 7. Glory, glory, glory to God. Let's go there very quickly. I want to show you a scripture. I want to show you something. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 3 all the way to 7. You can see I'm, 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 I'm on top speed. 3 to 7. But if our gospel be hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world, that's Satan, small letter G, is the God of this world. Adam used to be, but Adam committed treason, and so Satan became the god of this world. Has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse 5. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servant for Jesus' sake. Verse 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts. Somebody say, God has shone in my heart. Say, God is shining right now in my heart. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Can there be room for God and depression at the same time in your heart? There are two immiscible liquids if you did chemistry. Petrol and water are two immiscible liquids. They don't mix. God and depression don't mix. So when you have the light of God shining in your heart, 
then depression should not be there. Suicidal thoughts should never be there. Are you with me, church? As shown in our heart to do what? Let's read. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God is shining right now in the face of Jesus Christ. I'll come back to that. Verse 7. But we have this treasure, this light of the knowledge of the glory of God is a treasure. We have it in earthen vessels. That's our body. So that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Our body is our earth suit. Like some of you are wearing suits this morning. Don't worry, very soon in the name of Jesus, we're going to buy mist fans in the church to cool off this building. You know those kind of fans where they put ice blocks and all of that, so it will be blowing cool air. Amen? Coming very soon. Amen. So you can wear your suit to church, your leather jacket, whatever you want to wear. Wear whatever you want to wear. I know it's very hot, so that's why some of you just wear. It's okay. Praise God. We'll be all right. Amen? We have this treasure in our spirit, in earthen vessels in our body. The reason you should preserve your body and keep your body from, from evil and sickness and disease is because your body is housing the anointing. The anointing is in your spirit, but your body is the accommodation, is the house covering the anointing. So if you damage the body, then the anointing becomes useless. You can't use it to bless anybody anymore. Are you getting what I'm saying now? That's why we need to protect that. We need to take care of our body because we are housing the one on the inside, but not at the detriment of the one inside. The reason you need to feed on the word is so that you can empower the one that is on the inside. You can flow in the anointing. So don't take care of the body at the detriment of your spirit. Your spirit man is very important, but also your body is also very important. If you're in the hospital this morning, you're, I mean, on the hospital bed, can you be preaching to the church from the hospital bed? Would rather be preaching to you? That's why you need to keep your body, keep fit. Eat well, rest well, exercise, do whatever you have to do. Stop certain things. Do certain things differently. Don't stay up all night online. Watching nonsense and chatting all night when you should be sleeping. It's all wisdom. Now I go back to verse 6. The last part of it. It said, God has shown in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I said to them in the first service and I will say it to you. The glory of God is shining where? From the Bible that we just read, where is it shining from? The face of Jesus Christ. Wow. Do you have a face, everybody? Now do like this, around your face. Let me see that you have a face. The face of Jesus Christ. If you see his face right now, guess what is beaming from his face? The light of the knowledge of the glory of God. That is the light that lights up the entire planet of heaven. The entire planet of heaven is lit up, not by Nepal. Nepal can't handle that. They don't have enough resources. It's not lit up by the sun or the moon or the stars. The entire planet of heaven, from the beginning to wherever it ends, is lit up this moment by the glory 
shining and radiating from the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, Pastor Fred, where did you get that from? Go to Revelation. Revelation 22 and verse 5. Revelation 22 and verse 5. And the Bible says, And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light. Who gives them light? And they shall reign forever and ever. But Pastor Fred, you said it is coming from the face of Jesus. We didn't see Jesus right there. Okay, go to Revelation 21. Just the chapter before where you read. And go to verses 22 and 23. Verses 22 and 23. He said, and I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. Why? Read that out loud. For the glory of God did lighten it, yeah, and the Lamb is the light thereof. The glory of God. Did lighten it. Where is the glory? The face of Jesus Christ. Is that clear? Is that clear? The glory is in the face of Jesus, and Jesus is the Lamb. The Bible says is the light thereof. If you ever have a heavenly visitation and King Jesus comes into your room, all you will see is light. I've listened to some testimony from Arab, Arab nations. Where people are under the dark curtain. Where they don't know Christ. But Jesus chooses to visit Arab women, Arab men. He just shows up in the room and says, I am the one you need. I'm the one you're looking for. Follow me. And they've been converted and they become evangelists. Some of them have been thrown out of their homes. And thank God for institutions like Gideon's who are distributing Bibles. And some of these people are able to access a, a copy of the Bible. And it's so precious to them. And they read it day and night. They've never had it before. Now they have it. In their own language. I was in Dubai 2015. And I met a Chinese lady. We were both coming from the US. And um, she was going to Ghana. I was coming to Nigeria. And I, I was preaching Christ to her. And, and she had never read the Bible before. But when I spoke about heaven, she said, excuse me, are you saying that that place is full of light? Because one time in my dream, I went up, up, up in the sky. I saw light. I said, that's Jesus revealing himself to you. She gave us a life to Christ in that DXB airport in Dubai that night. You, you needed to see the joy. The joy on her face. She was so joyful. She was looking at her hand luggage and said, what am I going to give you, my friend? For giving me Jesus, I said, it's free. She looked for chocolate and gave me, and gave me chocolate to say thank you. She said, when I get back to China, I'm going to Ghana for business. When I get back to China, I'm going to get a Chinese Bible, a Bible in Chinese language. In that country, churches are still meeting underground. There are countries of the world where they are not free to worship Jesus. We are free to worship Jesus and we are sitting down at home watching African magic on Sunday morning. Some people died for this gospel. It's not cheap. Your salvation is not cheap. Those of you who are saved, please stay in Christ. There's nothing to look for in this world. There is nothing this world has to offer you. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Can I have an amen to that? 
the light that lights up the whole planet of heaven is in the face of Jesus. They don't need candle. They don't need Nepal there. They don't need the sun and the moon. They've sacked all of them because the lamb is there. All that needs to happen is for the lamb to remain there. And there is no night. There is no night. Because the lamb is there. It keeps shining. Can I ask you a question? How much do you think it will cost God to light up the whole planet of heaven? If God were to pay electricity bill, like how much do you think that would be? How much do you think we are using, we are spending to light up this building? The entire church now, from the ICC to this place, to the Potter's Planet, consumes diesel every two weeks. We buy diesel worth two million naira in two weeks. Now, you might not know, I'm giving you that information. Two million. Since diesel jumped from whatever it was to whatever it is right now. That was why during the fasting and prayer in January, you would observe that the church, no, in July, the church used this place instead of ICC, and we used a small petrol generator. And we couldn't use the fans. And we couldn't turn on the lights. Why? Because of the cost of diesel. If it cost us about two million to power this place in two weeks, that's four million in one month. That's an average of one million a week for turning on generator for us to have fun and all of that for Sunday service and Thursday Bible study. Now, how much do you think it will cost God to light up the whole of heaven? It costs God just the glory in the face of Jesus. And where is Jesus right now? Where is he? No. Where is he? He's in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Praise God. But hey, yeah, that's true. But again, he's in you. Can I have an amen to that? Can I have an amen to that? It should make you joyful that Christ is in you. Woo! <laughs> the light, the one that lights up the entire planet of heaven. How much light do you need in your life? If it lights up the whole of heaven, how much, what's your body? What's your body size? Hello? What's the size of your bill? Can that light be rich enough to at least help you pay your school fees. Come on, talk to me, church. Can that light be powerful enough to bring healing to your body? It is more than enough. You are a powerhouse walking on two legs. That's why Jesus said, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Because they carry my same glory and light. They will drive out devils. Hey! We don't sweat all night to cast out devils. We just say to them, out in the name of Jesus. That's it. Amen. Because of the glory you carry on the inside of you. Yes, some of us carry the glory, but because we don't know what we carry, we go about begging people. You know, I want to pay my school fees. You know, I'm sorry, my house rent. You know, my wife is pregnant. We don't have money to pay bills. No Christian should be broke. Amen. If all of us were billionaires, it doesn't cost God anything. There are, there's something called asteroids. Those of you that did physics in the university. Asteroids are those things that didn't come together in the formation of planets. When God was forming the planets, those things that we can call them God's waste. When a woman is making bread or making cake, she, she puts um, flour and sugar and butter and eggs and she mixes them together, right? But usually she doesn't use up all the flour. No matter how, except that woman is um, very, from another part of the world, where they scrape everything. Or when you make a mala, or you make a bath, after you have 
you know, cut out the one you have caught in your When you have caught the one that you want to eat, usually you still have some that are hanging around the bowl. Am I right? Around the pot. But some people are, they are wicked. They go and take a spoon and scrap it until the pot is crying. Take it easy. Take it easy. Some people don't, they, they don't forgive. You know, you know how I know? They can't let go of the past. Old stew that they should throw away, they convert it to the loss. Put white rice inside it. When you cook the love rice and you've taken the good one out, you know there's usually bottom pot. I know, that one is sweet. <laughs> That's not a good example. But you know, Shah, there's some kind of soup, Shah, or food that you cook. And then you have some dregs hanging by the, by the edges. That's your garbage. You scrape it out the next day. You throw it away in the dustbin. Asteroids have got garbage. If you catch one, America is still trying to catch in the space. If you catch one asteroid, one of them is worth trillions, not billions, trillions of US dollars. One. God's garbage. Who is God? Your father. My father's garbage. Billions, trillions of dollars. What's my school fees that God can't pay? It's an insult for a believer to go to another believer to help them pay their bills. It's an insult on your father. If my son tries it, I will slap him. Can you imagine my son going to school and talking to one of his mates? Tomiwa, please, can you give me a little fruit? Can you please share with me? And then say, ah, why now? My, my dad, my dad didn't give me, my mom didn't give me, they, they, they are just, they, they blah, 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 blah. And then Tomiwa gets, gets around to tell me. And I said, Tiranyulua, what happened? Dad, I thought you were broke, and I thought mommy was broke, because uh, these days, I don't really know, I don't understand. Did you check my account? How did you get to know that? Now, no, I didn't check your account. I was just looking at you that maybe you lost weight. I lost weight because I've been fasting. Did you ask me? Yeah, I just assumed. Assumption is the lowest form of knowledge, if it is any at all. What you should ask God, you're asking another man. Man is too expensive to be maintained by another man. You are too expensive to be maintained by another man. I repeat, you are too expensive to be maintained by another man. How, how much money would they give you for your ear? Say, give me one ear. I'll give you money. How much? A young boy had an, had an issue, an, an, a blood condition in England, and they took him to the hospital. And, and the machine will drain his blood out and oxygenate the blood and then transfuse the blood back to his body for him to be well. So the young pastor that went with the mother said, what, what, what is this? What's this process? The mother said, his, his blood is not powerful enough to oxygenate itself. So the blood has to be taken out and then the machine will add oxygen to the blood and then the oxygenated blood will come back to his body. And that process was costing the family 9,000 pounds per week. The last I checked, a pound sterling as of a few days ago was 840 naira. It came down to 840. It had risen to 977 on Monday. I'm dealing, I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing international business, so I know. I, I know Forex every day, right? 840. 840 multiplied by 9,000 pounds. Anybody can do a rough calculation for me quickly? Yeah, this is a thinking church. And this is a message for thinking people. Yeah, how much is it? Say that again. 7,560,000 per week. Multiply that by four for a month. Quickly. 
Seven times four roughly gives you about 28, isn't it? 30 million, 240,000. My wife is Igbo. She can calculate without calculator. <laughs> 30 million, 240,000. How many of us can afford that to be alive in one month? Is it for you to be alive, oh, in some families, is, it, uh, is that the doctor's report? Uncle, just die. We bury you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> we, we, can't, we can't go and sell family house because of you. Uncle, die, oh, die. On your way. On your way. Oh. Not let us go. Only you go. On your way to heaven. Only you go. Not only you walk and Only you go walk and go. 30 million. Say, now who die? But I cut 30 million now. You don't know, you know the business what I go do. I think you see In a week. 9,000 pounds. A month. 30 million. To maintain, how much does it cost God to maintain us? And yet some of us wake up in the morning, you wake up with complaints. You see why you have halitosis. Halitosis is mouth odor. Because when you wake up in the morning, the first thing says, person don't even wake up for a better country. Somebody wake up now. Some, some, people, they, some, some, some people are waking up in Manchester. I'm waking up in America. <laughs> I'm waking up in Nigeria. And that you woke up. Do you know how much that cost God? See how we are breathing oxygen for free. Even though no air conditioners there. We are breathing for free. Do you know what a cylinder of oxygen costs in UCH? 18,000. Oh, she, your mommy, doctor. 18,000. What cylinder? Oh? <laughs> Somebody will need like how many cylinders, please, in one week. I think I begin to collect tax now. Let me, Lord, can you make me a tax collector for heaven? Okay, God said I should hold on. I want to be collecting tax from you. That's why when you open every brand new day is a gift. Unwrap it with thanksgiving. Father, I thank you. I'm still here. I'm grateful. I love you, Lord. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for saving me. Before getting up from your bed, and see what God will do in your life. Doors you cannot open for yourself. Christ in you, the hope of glory, will open it. When you are a grateful person. But rather we compare ourselves with other people. A marriage is about to break now somewhere. Because the wife is always comparing the husband to other men. So no man likes that. My wife knew from the day one of our marriage. I said, my name is Fred Akinola Olubumi Odunayo Elegbe. You don't compare me with engineer. So, 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 I'm not that man. She lined up. No comparison. And it would, it would be unfair on my part also to be comparing her with other women. Everybody has their strength. The strength is what we know. Do you know their weakness? Oh, he made a first class. Man, that guy is the one I want to marry. He's the man of my dreams. He made a first class. He might make a first class, but hey, do you know if he's a good husband material? Or if he's going to turn you into a punching bag, bobo bass. <laughs> or do you know whether he's a thief? Ole, ole, parakuni. Do you know some women going to marriage after three years, they look like used shoes. They look like accidented cars. 
That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. I want to give you something to meditate on this week. This church is a very practical church. Every week now, I'll be giving you something to do. Your to-do list. I gave you two weeks ago. You escaped last week because I was in NYC camp. He's saying it to minister. I'm here today. So I'll give you another one. I want you to think. Please, we must be a thinking church. We must be a thinking people. Many people don't think. They worry. There are three categories of people. One, there are those who think. Two, there are those who think they think. Oh, deep gone. Three, there are those who don't think at all. You see those who think? How do I know them? They come up with plans. They have ideas. There's something. There's a solution. Pastor, that thing is possible. There are people who don't think at all. We, whatever you tell them, it can't be done here. Pastor, could they work? In Nigeria, it can't work. In Ibadan, it can't work. Because they can't think. I'm a go-getter. There was a particular project I wanted to engage in. And I asked people, they told me different stories. I went to God on my knees. After praying, I started reaching out to some, some, some places in England. They, were, they all gave me no, no, no. Some said, we'll get back to you. They never got back. That's when I know that Oyibupu also lied. We'll get back to you. No, no email, no call. But I didn't give up. God, I want to crack this code. There are two codes I told God this year I wanted to crack. I've cracked both of them. God, I want to know how this works. Look, the greater one is on the inside. Look inwards. Every solution to every problem, every challenge in your life is inside. It's not outside. How did I know? Luke 17 verses 20 to 21. They came to Jesus and asked him, when is the kingdom of heaven coming? This kingdom, every time you're talking kingdom, kingdom, when is it coming, Papa? Let us rest. Jesus said, the kingdom of God doesn't come by observation. Neither will they say to you, low here, nor low there. He said, for the kingdom is within you. Somebody said, the kingdom is within me. Every solution is inside me. Every solution is inside me. Every solution is inside me. All I need to draw it out is to stay with God. Separate myself from distractions. Pray in the Holy Ghost and listen. If it costs me three days to fast or two days to fast, just to separate myself. Separate myself. You can't be on Netflix and be hearing God. You hear someone else. Are you with me? Are you with me? You can't be on social media every time. Every time you're watching from, from porn video to the latest lip sex tape, to, ah, you fill yourself with junk. You can't get a revelation that way. Separate yourself. Separate yourself. A wise man, separate himself. Separate yourself. Pray in the Holy Ghost, Lord, I must crack this code. Some of you are programmers in this church. You should be rich. You should be rich. The world is going towards the digital economy. You should be rich. Lord, how do I use this programming language to crack this code? Elon Musk doesn't have two heads now. Somebody imagine that cars don't, at some point don't need fossil fuel. They can work with electricity. The first time I saw that was in 2016 in America. 2016. Before I ever saw it, before I ever heard it to come to Nigeria. You plug a car. <laughs> now, wow, car will be going. No fear. No fear. Because somebody conceived that idea. Who knows what God will give you as an idea? Can you imagine if God shows you how vehicles can run on water? Water is one of the most abundant resources in the world. If God gives you that code, my God. You'll be more than rich. You'll finance the gospel. <laughs> Are you with me? 
one of the reasons we should be rich as Christians is because we need to finance the gospel. You are as resumed now. Two of your roommates did not, did not show up. You call them and say, oh girls, oh boys, why would I not show up? No money, oh. Shakpa day, oh. Shakpa day for town, oh. I didn't know the name of Shakpa. It was one of my cousins in America that told me. He said, Shakpa. I said, what's Shakpa? Then I asked my wife. My wife, is, she, she, she knows the trend. The two of them schooled me. I said, okay, Shakpa. Oh, is it Shakpa or Shakpa? Oh, Shakpa. And you tell them, how much do you need? I just got to know this morning, regular students in UI pay 25,000. DLC pays maybe 125. Let's assume it's even DLC. 125. I say, hey, what's your problem? Send me your account details, Joe, and I'll put money to, for your transport, and you need to buy some new shoes and new clothes. I'll send you 150. Eh? And you tell them, as you are coming, you know that you have a new church. My church is your church. Honestly, your church has been my church from the beginning of the world. From the foundation of the world. I don't know why I found myself in the wrong place. I don't even know. I don't. Money, money. When Jesus fed people in the Bible, after they finished it, they said, oh, the truth, this is the prophet that should come into the world. <laughs> ah, the next day, they wanted to make him king. He ran away. You pay somebody's school fees, you give them extra to change clothes, to change wardrobe. God will bless you to do such. There are people in our families that want to write why juicy jam. They don't have money. Our distant cousins. And God uses you to bless them. You transfer 200 kW, two of you. And enroll for jam. Go to go for tutorials. When you are, when you are, choose UIO. When you land in UI, I have a church for you. They will follow you. But you are as broke as they are, as poor as they are, as sick as they are, as confused as they are. How can you now show them the light? They say, Auntie, show yourself light first. Are you with me this morning? Christ in you will empower you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. One of the things it will do is to change your thinking. God wants to change how you think. If you can change how you think about any situation, about anything, that thing will change. Proverbs 23 verse 7. For as the thinker in his heart, Finish it up for me. You can't be greater than your thought life. As you think. So look at your life. How am I? As you think it's so easy. How am I? Do I want to continue my life like this? Ask yourself honest questions. The year is running to an end. Take stock. What do I want to achieve in the next six weeks? As this is winding down. What do I want for 2023? Begin to change your thinking. Many people limit God. And that's why they are limited in life. They limit God. They limit God in their finances. Only 15K is coming every month. So you plan around that. Can you believe God for 150K? Ah, Pastor, that's too much. Where, where will that come from? Ah, in Ibadan. Don't worry. There are plenty of resources here. Can you increase your thinking? Can you look up and say, God, you are wide. Hey, you are massive. Hey, whoa, everywhere. God, God. And say, Lord, I trust you for as many as you would bring my way. You've been winning one soul per week. Do you know it's possible to win ten souls a week? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes. To the Jews first. To the Greeks then. Let me give you the assignment for the week. Something to meditate on. Write the scriptures down. The Bible reveals that God is light, Right? So write Psalm 27 verse 1, Psalm 36 verse 9, James 1 17, 
First John 1 5. Those four scriptures. Psalm 27, verse 1. That tells us, David said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 27 and verse 1. Psalm 36 and verse 9. He said, For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light shall we see light. James 1.17. James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from comes from heaven, cometh down from the from, from the Father. Cometh down from the Father of lights. With whom there is neither variableness nor shadow of turning. And then 1 John 1, 5. This is the record that we have. The message that God is light. This then is the message which we have received of him, we have of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Can I have an amen to that? Please put 10 minutes on the timer for me. Give me 10 minutes, and then I'll stop. So let me just drive this assignment home. Jesus Christ is light. Do you agree with me? The Father is light. The Father and the Son are one. And the Spirit, they are one. Amen? Revelation 21, 23, the Bible says the, the Lamb is the light of the city. So Jesus Christ is light. Amen? Amen? The Bible makes it clear to us. Okay, before I go there, Jesus is light. People that have seen Jesus have described him light. Angels beam the light of the glory of God. Why? Because they stay in the presence of Jesus. So they reflect what they have absorbed. Can you imagine you also spending time in God's word and in the presence of Jesus daily? You will shine, baby. You will shine, handsome. Wherever you go, people say, there is something attractive about you. It's not your English. It's not your nice dress or outfit. It is the glory of God. A man wrote a book titled Angels on Assignment. He had visitations of angels from heaven in Idaho. Boys, Idaho in the U.S. The foreword to that book was written by Charles and Francis Hunter. Charles and Francis Hunter had supernatural ministries. In their meetings, they grew legs. If somebody had a short leg or one leg shorter than the other, they would grow the leg. If it was too long, they would send it back. And make, make it the same size. No, no, go back, go back. In the name of Jesus. When you see a supernatural ministry like that, angels are involved. This man that got the revelation said, one day he had a visitation from Michael. Somebody say Michael. Angel Michael came to his room. I would normally think that Michael by now should be very old. We've heard of Michael from Genesis all the way to Daniel. When Daniel was believing God for the interpretation of his dream, and Gabriel was bringing it, and he was waylaid, he was kidnapped on the way by the prince of the kingdom of Pasha, and Michael mobilized his army, and they rescued Gabriel, and Gabriel came to the earth and delivered the message to Daniel. So by now, they should be very old. Don't you think so? Hey! Don't, don't get it twisted. The man said, Michael looks like a 27-year-old man. Cute. Muscles. <laughs> that guy, yeah. Don't worry, I'm registering in the gym, man. <laughs> Instead of a pot sitting inside my belly, six packs must come out. My children have been, they have been, they have been, they have been challenging me. Daddy, daddy now. Daddy, I said, don't worry, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm already, I have spiritual muscles. So they said, we want the physical. The physical. I said, it's there. See it. <laughs> they said, Michael, Michael is handsome. He's young. Hey, what keeps those angels young? Moses, young. 
Deuteronomy 34 verse 7. When Moses went to heaven, he was 120 years old, yet his eyes were not dim, neither was his natural force abated. Moses did not use walking stick. Jesus is the ancient of days. Do you think if you see Jesus now, he's very old and weak and frail? Yeshua, you are bearing my name. I am the same Jesus of the Bible. Well, eh? Will you, is your own Jesus like that? Lola, I'm telling you, Jesus is not like that. Describe him. Handsome, huge, energetic, blessed, glorious, powerful. Give me adjectives. Beautiful. Thank you. Yvonne. Yvonne. I keep saying Yvonne. Glory be to God. Powerful. All glorious. But excuse me. What made Jesus Jesus? Why could he do all he did? Part of your assignment for the week. I'll give you a hint. And I want you to study this subject. The Bible makes it clear to us that Jesus was able to do all he did by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Your assignment is now to go and study the Holy Spirit and how he helped Jesus and see how he will probably, maybe, someday might help you or how you can believe him to help you. Are you with me? Are you part of the probably group? In Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 7, Isaiah prophesied concerning Jesus. It's a messianic scripture. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach. The anointing is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Do you have the Holy Spirit in you? So you are anointed. Say, I am anointed. If you don't have Jesus in you, you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are not anointed. So don't join us. If you have Jesus in you, say, I have Jesus in me. So say, I am anointed. Isaiah prophesied it. Jesus affirmed it. The apostles confirmed it. Isaiah prophesied it. The prophets prophesied it. Jesus himself affirmed it. The apostles confirmed it. How did he affirm it? Luke chapter 4, verse 14 says, And Jesus returned into Galilee in the power of the Spirit. That's the anointing. Somebody said the anointing. And his fame went abroad. And in verse 16, he went to a synagogue. So he went to, he went to a city where he was brought up to Nazareth. His hood. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Jesus had the custom of going to church every Sunday. Every Sabbath day. Some say, well, pastor, why do we have to don't bother us? We come on Sunday, come on Thursday, come on Sunday, come on Thursday. Is it not too much? No, Jesus had that custom. And if it's the author and the finisher of your faith, follow him. And Jesus read. So read your Bible. Where did he read? He read Isaiah 61. Give it to me, please. 
And he found in the place where it was written. No, no, give me that Luke. Luke, same Luke chapter 4. Go to verse 17 now, verse 18. And when he had opened the book, there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Where, what was it written there? The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Somebody in the expression I'll say this morning, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. If you are watching us online, say it also. So let's say it together, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Say I'm anointed. Because he is about to anoint me to preach the gospel to the poor. Is that what Jesus said? He's thinking about to anoint me. Was that what he said? What did he say? Are you anointed? Don't be afraid. I'm not a pastor. I am anointed. Preach the gospel to the poor. What is the gospel? Good news. Excuse me? What is the good news to the poor? Hey, poor. It is the will of thy Lord for thee to be poor. You can't pay your bills. Stay there. You are very spiritual. You are accepted of the Lord. Oh, blessed are the poor. <laughs> for the Jamaica. Poverty can even make somebody lose their salvation. That's why some steal in their place of work. That's why Nigeria is what it is today. Those people you call rich, those politicians you call rich, they are poor. That's why they steal us blind. Because they don't want to go back to poverty. They are afraid of poverty. How can somebody, one person, steal 80 billion? They later discovered another 92 billion. One person. It is because poverty lives inside him. Christ lives inside us. Poverty has built a tabernacle in the minds of some people. So they steal at every opportunity. They grab all they can. They can all they grab and they sit on the can. Money for constituency projects. To build hospitals. World-class hospitals in Nigeria. Some have used to buy houses in Dubai. One man owns 40 houses around the world. The house in England is worth 8.5 billion. Is that normal? When you sleep in a mansion, six-bedroom or 16-bedroom mansion, how many rooms do you sleep in one night if you are normal? one room. You can have twin beds in your room. Your bedroom can be the whole of this auditorium, our church. And your bed is Olympic size. How much space if you are a normal human being? You are not a little boy that plays football and then continues to play football in his dream. An adult, a normal adult. Me, like if I sleep on one side, that's, where, that's how I wake up. Oh. Worst case scenario, I just move like this. I turn, face my pillow. And if I like, I say, man, tonight is a night of snuff. I sleep. I face up like this. You just be hearing. Can you, do you need more than that? I said, no, 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 no. I want to sleep in four rooms tonight. One hour here, two hours here, 35 minutes there, 15 minutes there. This one is the final bus stop. Is that a normal human being? What is that way? Uri won't how many cars can you drive in at a time, at a go? Take the Prado, take the, SU, uh, take the, the no, Prado 2021 first, let it be in front, 2022 to follow, 2023 that manufacturing next year, let it follow, I bought it already. Now let's follow, let's follow that with the ro Rover, 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 Land Rover, Range Rover, and 
next one, Mercedes. The first one, the smallest one is GLK. After GLK, GLE. GLE 500. Then after that one, whatever. Only you have it. How you are a rich man, we know. How much of meat can you consume if you kill a cow? A cow. One cow for only you. They, they used to make asu, asosuya. How much can you consume? Can you finish a goat? Only you, a goat. Those of you in the expression that, that you, you say, ah, I eat, oh, ah, but I'm not driving you. I, I dare you. Eat a whole goat. If you will not beg. <laughs> I can't eat a goat. One of my wife's cousins, my mother-in-law brought him from the east. Ah, ah, my mother-in-law, wonderful woman, full of wisdom. The boy went to the port and stole some meat. Mommy didn't beat him. Ooh, we, we used to call that boy sugar. Mommy didn't beat him. The next day, she bought meat from the market and boiled the meat. Plenty. Put it in the pot. Sugar. He said, Ma, sit down there. You know, mommy didn't beat him the, the previous day. So he thought, Mommy said, finish it. That's your meat. He started eating. Oh, well, <laughs> this is my man likes me. He had not gotten to half of the pot, full pot of meat. You know the kind of meat that before you finish one, this whole place. He started begging. <laughs> I said, no, eat it, though. <laughs> there was meat in his mouth, meat in his hand. Meat was almost coming out from his ears. That was what God did to the Israelites. When he said to them, take manna, I said, we are tired of manna. What's this manna? Nonsense. We are staying too long in church. Let's go home. Yeah, we want chicken. God rained chicken down. They were eating it. It was coming out from their noses, from their ears. Let's be careful. Are you with me? I want to close here because of time. My, my, my time is up. I don't want to abuse that. I want to thank you for the extra time also that you've given me. But let's, let's, let's wrap it up in that scripture. What's the gospel to the poor? Poor man, don't be poor. You don't need to be poor one more day in your life. Christ has paid the price. What is the gospel to the, to the blind? Blind man, the day of blindness is over. Christ has paid for your sight. Receive him and receive sight. What is the gospel to the one on the sick bed? Hey, we just bought you a G-Wagon. A man that is breathing with oxygen. Say, Daddy, Daddy, I'm a poor, I'm a poor. Once you have some pension in your G-Wagon, go home. If he can move his hand, he say, nah. <laughs> the man wants to be well. Are you getting what I'm saying? One of my friend's dad, when he was sick, terminally ill, he was begging the doctor, you see, say, doctor, please don't let me die. I have money. I have money. Don't let me die. To a man that is not well, the gospel is, hey, Christ, the healer, has risen and has paid the price. Wake up. Get up. By his stripes, you are healed. That's the gospel to him. Are you with me, church? Somebody say, I'm anointed. What are you going to do with the anointing? This gospel was confirmed by the apostles. Acts 1, 1 to 8, write it down. That's your assignment for the week. Acts 2, 1 to 4, then I close at Acts 10, 38. Peter said, Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Jesus healed all that were oppressed of the devil. He healed them all. Who is the oppressor? Come on, church. Who is the oppressor? When you
you wake up in the morning, boy, and you don't feel good, and you feel a pain in your chest. Oh, oh, maybe God is talking at my heart. God, God, what are you saying? No, 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 no. The devil is oppressing you. Cast him out. Amen? I said amen. We know who the oppressor is. We know the healer. We know who the healer is. Who is the healer? Come and call him King Jesus. That's how I love to call him. King Jesus. King Jesus is alive. Colossians 1.27. Christ in you. The hope of glory. I ask you church as I close. Is Christ in you? This same all powerful. All glorious. All beautiful. All loving Christ. Is it the one in you? Oh, some weak, old, tired, fagged out, fagged out, ground off, exhausted, depressed, poor Christ. Is it the one in you? Who is in you? Glory be to God. Then the world is waiting to see you reflect his glory and presence. They want you to manifest his presence. Romans 8, 19. And may I ask you, church? When you steal from your boss, are you expressing the glory of God? When you go and have a stay or sleepover in your boyfriend's house, are you manifesting the pressing of Jesus Christ? When you are too broke to pay your bills and you are begging others to help you, are you manifesting the glory of Jesus Christ? I know some people might be in that situation. I want to provoke you, to provoke you to good works. I want you to see that you are better than the way you are living right now. I'm not condemning you. I want you to be angry with your situation. Enough is enough. One day I told God, enough. I don't want to be poor again. Enough. I was walking very fast. Poverty was walking after me. Trying to catch up with me. I was stuck. I was running. Poverty was running after me. I said, ah, kill all day. Ah. That's when you're living from hand to mouth. You're making just enough. Just enough. You need 20,000, you have 20, 21,000. You'll be praying, Lord, may the need that will be more than what I have not arise over. And it's a good prayer anyways. Because no matter what you have, if something arises that is more than that, that will be an issue. You have 21,000. A need of 30,000 shows up. That's what makes people to reach out. Now calculate on their phone. Uncle John. New Jersey, Uncle, Uncle Jambres, California, Uncle Mewa, Maryland. No, he's now in North, North Carolina. Otimu. No do, no do. This one was $100, $100, $100, that's $300. Okay, Pastor Fred, Nigeria. Mm, no do. Please. No do. And at all, at all. Thank you. Uh, bro, Eri. Eri Muranikeju. No do, no do. He, he dropped 2K. He's a nice guy. David, he's only violin. That's not David, trumpet. I'm a gentleman, I drop one five, one five. Uh, three K, queen on here. You see how people live their lives. You will never live like that anymore. You will be giving out to people. Stand on your feet, let me show you a scripture. And this is why we must give to Gideons. Second Corinthians 9 8. Give it to me in Amplified Classic. Thank you, media. I know you'll get this. In the KJV, before they come up, Please come up with Amplified Classic Media. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. The KJV says, in fact, I have two scriptures for you. Write it down. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. 
Then 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Both are powerful. This will change how you think. Especially when you have need of financial provision. Let's look at 8, 9 first. 8, 9. Please give me 8, 9. KJV. Then you give me 9, 8. Give me. <laughs> Alright. Let's go. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes, make it loud, he became poor. So that you through his poverty might also be poor. Might be what? Rich. Someone said rich. It's not rich. 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 Now let's go to 9.8. Jesus was made poor so that we might be rich. Amen. What does it mean to be rich? Aluji. To be rich means to have an abundant supply. So if you need one man, three people show up. You're rich. You're rich. And God will make us rich. I want to show you why we need to be rich. This is why. ANPC, 2 Corinthians 9.8. Let's go. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come. Notice he didn't say heavenly blessing. We already have heavenly blessing in Christ. Amen? Now God will also make earthly blessing. Yes, go ahead. Come to you in abundance so that you may how many times, how often? Always and under all circumstances and whatever the need, be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. Did you get that? Not only for your needs to be met, but for you to be a blessing. Charitable donation. I pray someday God will raise people from this house who will say, Pastor, I want to give a million naira to Gideon's International. I don't know how many Bibles that can print. And somebody will say, Pastor, I'm giving a million US dollars. Do you think it is impossible? I have a friend in whose church somebody dropped a tithe. The guy did an investment in America. Legit, legit. Not everything is Yahoo. What's Yahoo? Yahoo are people that can't think. They can't think. That's why they do Yahoo. They kill people to make money. You, you can't, they can't think. Children of God that can think, he will give you ideas, concepts, and insights. The, the guy dropped a check of a million dollars. That was his tithe. The tithe from his investment. If I mention the church, you know, I've invited the reverend here. Someone I love and I'm close to. A million dollars. Why can't it happen here? It must happen here. Me, I've told God, though, whatever you don't want to do, don't put it in the Bible. If you put it in the Bible, Fred will read it. Too. And if I read it, I will collect it. People who don't read the Bible, they collect what to what to in town. From the hand of the devil. What to what to? We are not collecting what to what to. We are collecting covenant blessings. Somebody will say, sir, does Gideon International have, an, have like a headquarters in Nigeria? 
Do they have a place like accommodation for missionaries on the field? Can we get some land and build something befitting for the glory of our God? That's why prosperity must come to the church. Lord, Lord, raise the army, Lord. Lord, raise the army, Lord. Lord, Lord, see our hearts and raise your pure. We promise you we are going to be faithful. If you send us these resources, we are going to be faithful. I actually want us to partner, Expression House, to partner with Gideon's International. Lord, some of them are your servants going from church to church, city to city, town to town. They don't even have cars, good cars that can travel. I'm not talking about cars that can, that, that can only go within the battle. Good cars, SUV, to travel. Lord, we receive the resources to support them. It's my dream someday to donate the 100 SUVs from my account, myself and my wife. 100 brand new SUVs to missions like this. That's why the Bible says that we should be able to give furnished, furnished in abundance for every good work. If you sponsor your cousins that can't go to university and you sponsor them through university, is that a good work? Yes, it is. Will that make God angry? Even if they are Muslims, is that not why you win them to Christ? Are you with me? If you support Gideons, is that not a good work? And the Bible says, and every charitable donation. Lift your hands and say, Father, we receive the grace. If you are not going to give, put down your hands. If you are going to give, lift up your hands and say, Father, I receive the grace. I am not going to be a container. Say to him, I am not going to be a container.